Ketubot Tav Kaf Gimel, the last thing we're discussing was a case where two innocents say a uh, husband died, and two say he didn't die, or two say she got divorced, uh, she did, and then two say he didn't get divorced. She shouldn't get married, and if she did, she doesn't have to get divorced from the second husband. And we saw Abim and Achim Bar Yossi, who said, depends when the, ID, the second set of Aidim came. Then we saw Rabbi Yohanan who said, no, the halachot of Aidim coming to say the man died, or Aidim coming to say that they were divorced or not divorced. There's a difference in those two cases. And, what we, and we asked, what's the difference between those two cases? Abaye's answer, we saw Rabba's answer, and we saw Rabba's answer. And then we brought a at the bottom of Kafbet Amud Bet, where two people say she was Mitkadeshta person, two say she wasn't Mitkadeshta person. She shouldn't get married. And if she did get married, she shouldn't get divorced from the second person. And if two people came and said that she got divorced, who said she didn't get divorced, she shouldn't get married. And if she did get married, she should get divorced from the second husband. And with that, we're starting Kaf Gimel Amud Aleph, first word on the page. Why is it when there's a machloket with ta'idim if she was mitkadesh to a person or not, she doesn't have to leave her husband b'di'avad? And why is it with the divorce, she has to leave even b'di'avad? So Amar Abaye, Tergema be'aidahad. Now you can explain the Braita. We're talking about one Aid. Aid the Hadomer Nitkacha, Aid the Hadomer Lonitkacha. One Aid said she was Mitkadesh, the other one said no. Tervayu bipnuya kamisadet. And the day they both say she was single. So the one who said she was Mitkadesh, he becomes one. And one can't be two. Remember, he himself is one of the two. So like his word sort of like gets split in half. He said she was single and he said Mitkadesh. And we take the single part of what he said connected with what the other person is saying that she was not Mitkadesh. Now it becomes two versus one. It becomes one. One cannot be two. Sefa. The second part with the divorce, one says she's divorced, one she's not divorced, they're both testifying that she's an Eshet Ish at some point. The one who's saying she was divorced, he becomes one, and one cannot beat two. That, that's the way Abaye sets it up. Ravashe explains what's the difference between the case of the Kiddushin and the case of Girushin. Ravashe Amar, Le'olam Tereotei. Now we're talking about two verses two. Ve'ipuch, and you have to flip over the Braita. By Kiddushin, she should go out, and by Girushin, she doesn't have to go out from her second husband. And it goes as follows. Shnaim omim ra'inu Hashim Kacha. Two say, we saw her mit Kadesh. Shnaim omim ra'inu Hashim Kacha. And two say, no, we didn't see her get mit Kiddushin. Harez or Lotunia says she shouldn't get in, uh, she shouldn't get married to someone else. Vimli said, and if she did, Ted says she should get divorced. You want to say, Pshita? Lorainu anaraya. It's Pashut. Just because they didn't see her get divorced doesn't mean that's a proof that she was not mit Kadesh. The Gemara explains, Lot Sricha. No, what are we talking about? Everyone's living in the same uh, courtyard. Now, the tema, I would have said, if she would have met Kadesh, everyone would have known about it. There's a voice that goes out that this lady is met Kadesh, and the, the party, the music, that's telling us, there are people out there who are met Kadesh in modesty and quiet, and nobody knows about it. However, the Sefa is talking about two people saw the divorce, two people say she didn't get divorced. We didn't see it. She shouldn't get married to anyone. If she did get married to someone else, she doesn't have to get divorced. What's the Hidush? 
You want to say, you want to tell me the whole Hidush is even though they live in the same courtyard, maybe everyone would have known about it, but no one knew about it. That's the same thing as the first case. So the Gemara explains, the Hidush is as follows. I would have thought, I would have said, when it comes to Kiddushin, there are people out there who are mitkadesh quietly, no one has to know about it. When it comes to divorce, if she really did get divorced, everyone would have known about it. The voice would have went out. There are people who get married and divorced, and the whole world doesn't have to know about it. Now let's go back to the Mishnah Kav Bet Amud Aleph, um, in the middle of the page. The last line over there says, If once she got married, then the Aidim came, she doesn't have to get divorced. So Rabbi Yoshaya says that last line where she doesn't have to get divorced, that's going on the first case where a woman is saying that uh, I was an Eshet Ish and I'm divorced and she got married and Aidim came and said, No, she's an Eshet Ish, uh, she doesn't have to get divorced. Rabba Baravin says it on the second part where it says Nishbeti Utarani, where I, um, I was taken to captivity by Tahor and she got married to Kohen. Then Aidim said she was uh, taken into captivity. She doesn't have to get divorced. Rabbi Yoshaya, who said it's going on the first part where she said I was an Eshet Ish and then divorced. All the more so on the second part because when it comes to the lady who went to captivity, it's only a hashash. We don't know for sure she was with a person that was a goy, and therefore we, we can be lenient. And therefore, maybe uh, it's maybe she's not really pasul to kuna. who learned it about the, the lady taken to captivity. but the case where she said, "I'm an eshet ish," then about a girusha, and then Idim came in and said she's an eshet ish. Lo, we're not going to be lenient. So let's say Rabbi Shayan Rabba Baravin bid Rav Hamnuna They're arguing on what Rav Hamnuna said. The famous Rav Hamnuna, where a woman who told her husband, you divorced me, we believe her, because Hazaka, a woman's not going to be so brazen. And she's not going to be brazen to say you divorced me. And who said it was going on the first case about the, I was married but divorced, he holds this whole Rav Hamnuna thing. And therefore, if Aidim came afterwards, that she was an Eshet Ish, we're going to believe her because she wouldn't be so disrespectful as to say that I was divorced. And Rabbi Baravin, who says uh, it's going on the case where she said I was taken into captivity, let he doesn't hold this holder of Hamnuna, and that's why if Aidim came, she wouldn't, we wouldn't believe her, and she would have to get divorced from the second husband. The Gemara says no, that's not true. Everyone agrees with Rabbi Hamnuna's logic. Here, the machloket between Rabbi Baravin and Rabbi Yoshaya is different. The more sabar, Rabbi Baravin held ki itmar. Now, when was Rabbi Hamnuna's statement said? That's bifanav in his face. Aval shelo bifanav when he when it's not in front of his face, it's in some other betin. Ma'iza, she'll be disrespectful and say she, I was divorced. Therefore, if Idim uh, come and say that uh, that uh, she was an eshet ish. We tell her she has to get divorced from the second husband. Umor Sabar held Even when she's not in front of her husband, she's also she wouldn't be disrespectful. And therefore, if she came to Betin, she said I was divorced, and Aidim came and said she was an Ishatish, we still believe her. Now we learned in the Mishnah, the Imishin said Bao Aidim, if once she got married, Aidim came, she doesn't have to get divorced. 
And Amar Abu Hadi Shmuel, the father of Shmuel, said, Lo niset, and he said, Mamash, when you say, when you say, it doesn't mean she really got married. Once Bedim gave her a psak that she's allowed to get married, Afapishalon, he said, even if she didn't find the right guy yet, she's still allowed to get married. But the Gemara asks, But didn't the Mishnah say that she shouldn't get divorced? Which means she was already married? The Gemara says, no. She should not leave from her original heter. Once that heter was given, meaning the Betin sat, heard her case, they wrote her up a psak, you're allowed to get married. Then Aydim came, she doesn't have to leave that heter, meaning she's still mutar to get married. And Tan Rabbanan, Amranish Beti Utorani. If a lady said, I was taken in captivity and I'm Tahor, and I have Aydim that I am Tahor. These two men were with me the entire time over there in jail, and they saw I was a good girl. We don't say, let's wait till the Aydim come and, and testify. We let her marry Queen right away. Let's say they let her get married to Queen. Then Aydim came and said, and they said, look, we don't know if she's Tahor or not. She doesn't have to leave her Kohen husband. But if Aydim came and said, listen, uh, we saw she was with Goyim. Even if she has a lot of children, they have to get divorced. And the Gemara brings a story. There was girls who were taken into captivity. They were brought to Nehadi'a, figuring the Jewish people over there are going to redeem them. So the father of Shmuel put the security guards over them to make sure nobody is them. So up until now, who made sure that they weren't Tame? Maybe someone was with them up until this point. Now, there's a mahloket of what exactly is going on here with Shmuel and his father. Tosfot says, Shmuel said, let's be mafkir them, let's uh, just leave them alone in captivity. No, what he meant was, uh, what makes you say they're mutar temari kohanim just like that? Maybe they're asur because something happened in the past. That's the way Tosfot and the Maharsha explained it. However, the Ritva explains, no, they came without their, uh, the people who took them into captivity. They said uh, that we were ca- and taken to captive. So it's a Pesha Asar, Pesha Hitir sort of thing. So we said they're Mutar. Then those who captured them came in. And Shmuel didn't know that his father was already Matir them. And once they're Mutar, you can't make them Asur. So he asked, uh, who watched him up until now? So Al-Mahaled, his father told him, If these were your daughter, would you have treated them so low like that? To even insinuate that maybe they were Tamei, or maybe we shouldn't take care of them. And It was like an arrow that came out of the big arrows by mistake, meaning exactly what happened. Shmuel's daughter were taken into captivity. And they brought them to Eretz Yisrael so they could redeem them. When they came to Betin, the daughters of Shmuel told the, 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 those, the soldiers who took them into captivity to wait outside. Then they went by themselves to the Midrash of Rabbi Hanina, so it could be a Peshe thing without the captives there. So, they both said, We were taken to captivity and we were Tahor. Sharinu, and they allowed them to, to marry even a Kohen. Afterwards, the, the people who took him into captivity came into the Beit Midrash. Amar Bihanina, Benan de Morianinun. Oh, we see that they're the daughters of Tamide Hachamim, those who give out halachot. 
Word on the street was, they found out afterwards that these are the daughters of Shmuel. Go take care of them, meaning go marry them. They're related to the Kohanim. But there's witnesses on the other side of the sea that uh, that they were taken into captivity and uh, that makes them asur. And maybe they'll come back after I get married and they'll make everything asur. So behind I told them, Right now, the witnesses are not here in order to claim anything. Just because there's witnesses in the north somewhere, very far away, we should make asur at the end of the day. They didn't come before the marriage, and that's it. Tama, the law to Aidim, that's because they, there's no Aidim. Ha, to Aidim, if the Aidim were they came, Mitzrah, they would be Asur, it sounds like. Ah, but Viha, Amar, Bwadi Shmuel, but didn't Shmuel's father say, Kevan, Shitiru, Adina, say, Afapishelon, he said, didn't we say that, according to the father Shmuel, that if once Betin gave her Heter to get married, even if she didn't get married, that's it. The Heter is there, and that's, and that's it. So, meaning, even if the Aidim come afterwards, after the Psak, she doesn't even need to get married. My answer is, Amar No, we're talking about that there was a voice going out there that there's witnesses in that uh, country by the sea that these girls were Tameh. And there was rumors like that. And in that type of situation, even if uh, these witnesses come after many years, they could uh, make everything a story and they would have to get divorced. And by the way, there's a Tosfot and Shabbat that says actually one of them was Nival and one of the children born was Rav Mori Barahel, whose father was a Goy at the time of conception, but afterwards he became a Ger, but out of Kabod they named him after his mother. And that's why Rav Shimon Barabad didn't want to marry them. Next Mishnah on the top of Kaf Gimala Mudbet. Two women were taken into captivity, and there's witnesses that they were taken into captivity. Zot omeret nishbeti. By the way, Tosfot says now you have to take away the word nishbeti because it doesn't make sense. So zot omeret nishbeti utorani, vezot omeret nishbeti utorani. Enanemanot. We don't believe them because there's witnesses, and therefore they're not allowed to marry koanim. However, ubizmache hen meidot zo et zo. If they're both testifying on each other, they were tahor har elu neemanot. These are believed because we're lenient when it comes to a woman who's taken into captivity, that even one witness, even a woman, could testify that they were kosher. Now the Gemara starts with Tanur Rabbanan with four cases, and make sure you remember the four cases. So you have two women who are coming to Betin, and they were captured. One of them said, Ani, case number one, I am Tameh, my friend is Tahor, and we believe her. Case number two, I am Tahor, my friend is Tameh, and we don't believe her. Case number three, me and my friend She's believed on herself, but not on her friend. Case number four, me and my friend We trust her when it comes to her friend. She's not believed on herself. So now let's break it down. So Amar more. Let's talk about case number two, where it says Ani Bechaverati Temea. I am Tahor, my friend is Tameh, and on a minute we don't believe her. So, Hechidami, what are we talking about? If there's no Aidim, well, then even on herself, why don't we believe her? She's saying that I was taken into captivity and I am Tahor, and we know the famous line, the Pesha Sa Pesha sort of thing, she should be Mutar. 
Rather, you have to say that there was Aidim that they were taken into captivity, and that's why she is not believed to, to say that she is Tahor. Okay, then look at Emma look at case number three. Me and my friend are both We believe her on herself, but we don't believe her on her friend. If there's why can't she be uh, believed on her friend? There's Aidim that she that was she was taken into captivity, and plus uh, she's saying uh, her friend is Tameh. Her friend has a Hazaka that she's Tameh now. really have to say There's no Aidim. And the reason we believe her on herself because she could make herself a sur. She could make herself a hapicha de sura. The problem is Emma Sefa. Look at case number four. We're both tahor. She's believed on her friend, not on herself. If there's no idim, then why is she not believed on herself? Same idea. Pesha Sarpeshaitir thing. Elapshita, you have to say the ikaidim. Okay, then you have to say there is idim. So the Gemara doesn't understand. Resha v'sefa, case two and four, there is idim, deik idim. Mitziata, case number three, delek idim. There's no idim. And by the way, the reason we're skipping case number one, the Shba explains right away because the first case is anitim av haverati tehora. There, it could work with idim, it could work without idim. So we're not bringing it. So again, case number two and case number four, we're saying there is idim. Case number three, no idim. How can you say such a thing? So Amar Abaye, in yes. Resha v'sefa deik aidim. Case two and four, there is aidim. Metziata, the middle one, delek aidim. There is no aidim. Now, Rafapa Amar, Rafapa argues. He says, Kula, the entire baita deik aidim. There is aidim. Veika aid dehad dekafech, and there is one aid who is sw- flipping her, her testimony. And the real explanation of the baita has to go as follows: That first case of the baita. And again, now the Rashba walks in and says that we're actually talking about case number one, not case number two. So, case number one, I am my friend is Tahor, says the opposite, you are Tahor, and your friend is Tahor, she made herself Asur, but her friend becomes Mutar based on her testimony. So we throw out that one Aid and we're just going to go with what she says. She is believed on herself, not because she's believed on herself, because she can make herself Asur. And her she, on, on her friend, uh, she uh, she's the one Aid who says she's Tahor and we're going to go and uh, we're going to be lenient. Case number two, I am Tahor, my friend is Tameh. And the Aid said opposite, you are Tameh and your friend is Tahor. On herself, she has Aidin, but she went into captivity. Love call Kemine, she cannot make herself mutar. She, it's not up to her. Haverta, her friend, Mishtaya Pumad she's mutar based on one Aid. Although she went to captivity, but she has an Aid saying she's mutar, that's good enough. And uh, and you, you could say that she's a lot of married Kohen. Case number three, both of us are Tameh. No, you're both tahor. Well, she made herself asur. No, because she's asur, she can make herself asur. Her friend is mutar based on that one aid, and that's it. Now, ha tulamali. This case where she's believed to be osir herself, but not her friend. Why do you have to repeat it again? That's just case number two. We just mentioned it. 
So the Gemara explains, I would have thought over here, really, they're both Tahor. So what's the reason she's saying they were both Tahor? She wants to kill herself with the Pelishtim, like Shimshon. He wanted to kill himself while killing all the Pelishtim at the same time. So she wants to make a friend Asur. And the way to make her Asur is by saying she herself is Asur. So maybe uh, if she's a liar, she's a liar. Maybe she is also Tahor. Kamash Malan. Now, you said you're, uh, you were Tameh, you're Tameh. Now, let's get into case number four. Ani ve'chaverti tehora, we're both tehor, ve'amar la'ed ehad at ve'chavertech teme'an. You have one eyed saying that you're both teme'. E, herself, kevan de'ika edim, there's witnesses that she's been taken to captivity. Lav kol kemina, she can't just uh, do whatever she wants to be matir herself. Haverta mishtaya pumadida. Her friend is becoming mutar. Why is she allowed to marry Kohen? Based on her word, she hasn't one eyed. Ha to Lamali, why do you need that? Hainu Resha Deresha, that's case number one. So the Gemara explains. Now the tema I would have thought over here, Kimehemna, when do we believe her to be Makshir friend? That's Bimkom de Paslanafsha. That's only when she's posel herself. She's Makshir her friend. Meaning she we believe her if she's posel herself, then we believe her towards her friend. When she's making herself kasher, which is the last case, meaning she's saying that both of us are tahor. Maybe we can't believe her, not even towards her friend. Kamash Malan, we at least believe her towards her friend. And although these halachot look a little bit out there, far-fetched, but uh, after the Holocaust, they came halachal emaseh, and there's a lot of shalot to who had to deal with these women who were in all different camps and ghettos, and what's their halacha? There's a famous minhat uh, haq that uh, he, what, they were able to testify one on, on another over there. So this woman is going to testify for a friend. This one woman is going to testify for a friend. And they were able to marry a kohen, even the chadchila. Or they made sure that every woman came in and said on herself without any witnesses, nishbetiv uh, and every woman would have a case of sort of situation. Uh, these were all copied from different types of situations of over Jewish history, the Crusades, the Chalmanisky massacres, the Spanish Inquisition. Sadly, there was a precedent before. Okay, next Mishnah. Two men walk into Betin. Each one saying they're a Kohen. We don't believe them. We don't give them Teruma even. When they testify one on the other, we believe them because it's one Aid. However, you can't make someone a Kohen based on one witness because it could be they're trying to help out each other. When do we say that one Aid doesn't work? That's been kumshish orarin when someone is arguing or someone's protesting that this person is not a kohen. Avabim kumshen orarin when there's no one arguing. Malin the kunal piyade had. Then we could uh, then we could say someone's a kohen based on one witness. Rabban Shimon ben Gamliel Omer Mishum Rabbi Shimon ben Asgan that malin the kuna al piyade had that we do make someone a kohen based on one witness. So now the Gemara says. Look, we have a whole bunch of Mishnayot trying to teach me that uh, why can't I learn one out of the other? So, why do I need all this? The Gemara explains, you really need all of them. Why? If you would have told me the first case where a person told his friend, this land used to be a dead, but I bought it off of him, I would have said, over there, maybe he's believed, 
because just the fact that he's admitting that it used to be his dad's land, he, he putting himself in a situation where he could lose money. So therefore, you have to believe him when he says he bought it. About Idim, but when witnesses come and say that, yes, this is our signature, but that we were forced, there's no money loss. Maybe maybe we don't believe them. And if you only would have told me the Idim case, I would have said, Mishum because that has nothing to do with them, it has to do with other people. But it, it, the case of Rabbi Yeshua, where the person says, it, it, it's, it's my land, I bought it. And that's gone for him. Maybe we don't believe him. Maybe only we, we believe the witnesses. Therefore, I need both. And if you would only brought me these two cases, I would have said, I would have said, that's just money. When the lady says, I was an Eshet Ish, but now I'm divorced. The Isura, that's a higher level. Maybe in that case, we don't say, that's why I need that Mishnah also. And the Ritva further explains that if you would have only told me this case of Eshetish, I can't go backwards and say, let's learn about money. Because by money, I could always say, there's a Hazaka, leave the money by where it is. Uh, That's why you need money and you need the whole case of Eshetish. And we'll stop right here. Baruch Hashem le'olam. Amen ve'amen.